your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Okay, my friends. So we are back. And today I'm talking to a special expert on LinkedIn. So today on the show, we have Raluca Tapor. And we actually met, well, we're in a community for business coaches. And we actually, I think we ran into each other. I'm not really sure. I think we were in the same room. I can't even remember exactly how it started, but then we kept on bumping into each other. So I knew we had to, it was like we were meant to be. It was kismet. And it, we met at the social media marketing world. And this is when we just started talking and realized we had so many things in common. We have Kajabi in common. These are just some of the platforms that we use. But what she's here to tell us about is how we can use LinkedIn for our beauty business. So Raluca, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'll let you do a, a little introduction. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So my name is Raluca Topor. I'm originally from Romania, living in the States for the last 15 years I don't really like titles, but I guess for the sake of this podcast, I'm a LinkedIn strategist, career coach. Yeah, I do a lot of different things, but pretty much for the last three years, I've helped hundreds of professionals either get their dream jobs by leveraging LinkedIn and also entrepreneurs, early stage entrepreneurs learn how to leverage LinkedIn to get more clients. And yeah, we'll talk more about it, but that's the short version. Yeah. And so how did you originally join? Like, was there something that happened where you're like, I got to get on this platform and what sparked your interest in it? I think we, we all knew about LinkedIn, but you really took it like the next steps. Like you really utilize it in a whole new way that's helped so many people. So what made you interested? Yeah. Yeah. It all started with a big need. So as I mentioned earlier, so I came to the U.S. in 2005 And I spent a pretty, like the first, I don't even know, seven years, like doing different things. I was all over the place. So my degrees in communication and public relations back from University of Bucharest. And when I moved to the U.S., like any immigrant, I did all sorts of jobs. And my first gig was an internship at a Marriott hotel in Key West, Florida. And then I moved to Chicago and I was very determined to get my dream job in corporate America, what I thought that was the dream at that time. So I started actually using LinkedIn to promote myself and try to secure better gigs as a brand ambassador. So as a brand ambassador, I would work for different companies as a freelancer. So Today might be a conference for Intel, tomorrow another conference for some pharmaceutical company. And it was pretty competitive to continue to secure work. And that's when LinkedIn piqued my interest because I realized I could actually connect with these companies, stay top of mind by posting content, 
yeah, LinkedIn looked differently back then in the sense that it was mostly used as a job search platform or as a social selling B2B sales platform. Things have shifted since Microsoft acquired them a few years back. But back then, yeah, I learned pretty early on that that's a platform that I need to keep an eye on to grow my career. And I can talk a lot about this part. I moved several times across the US. I moved from, like I said, from Florida to Chicago, Chicago to San Diego, San Diego to Sedona. Now I live in Sedona, Arizona. And every time I moved, I grew my network and I was able to pretty much leverage my connections to either grow my business or to get my dream job. Yeah, which happened back in 2013 was when I landed my best job in the US simply by leveraging LinkedIn and using the strategies that I teach now my clients. Yeah, I love um, that. Yeah. And so for the beauty business, it's kind of, you know, they're they're in one spot and they're thinking, oh, that's just business to business. But every business has clients, right? Because those are people and people are clients. So let's let's break it down into, first of all, I want you to tell like some success stories, maybe of yours or some clients that have really used the platform to sell maybe services, that type of thing. And then we'll break down like the steps that they need, to, like some basic steps for getting started. And then maybe if they're already on the platform, maybe a few special tricks and tips. We'll keep them here till the end. We'll save the juicy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's one of the things that I love about LinkedIn is so counterintuitive for a lot of people, um, a lot of industries. So for example, I'll just share a segment of people that I love to work with and that's spiritual entrepreneurs, okay? Mm -hmm. So the biggest question and probably most likely your audience has it too, like what should I be doing on LinkedIn? Like what's, you know, I need to be on Instagram or, but I really love what you said. People are clients, no matter, I mean, everybody needs to cut their hair, get their eyelashes done, nails done. So while LinkedIn might not have been in the past, the typical platform or the platform that comes top of mind um, to promote your services in your business, if you're in the beauty industry, I do think that there are ways to, leverage the platform to educate your audience and maybe draw in people that, you know, you might miss on Instagram or on other platforms. So yeah, I'm trying to like figure out the order in which I want to give tips to leave the juicier things for later, but pretty much posting educational content, right? So let's say you do permanent makeup. You want to meet your audience and you want to educate them even before they're thinking that they need it, right? right? And a lot of that can be done. So let me explain a little bit what happened when Microsoft acquired LinkedIn. Yeah. So LinkedIn shifted a few years ago, let's say three, four years. I don't have the date exactly. It shifted from being just, um, like I said, recruitment platform, social selling platform to actually being a content focused platform. So the accounts that thrive on LinkedIn, and one thing I want to leave you with today you don't have to post a lot of content to start being seen. You don't have to like even put a weight on you that you have to learn and post constantly. No, the LinkedIn algorithm is much slower than Instagram. That means that you post something, let's say on Monday, and that content will work for you to push you in searches for at least, I would say, a week or two. Okay. Oh gosh, that's music to our ears right now. So that's amazing, right? So you don't have to become this content pumping machine. Yes. Another tip I want to give is 
you do not have to reinvent the wheel. So if you already have these videos created or infographics or just posts or reels on Instagram, all of that content can be slowly and strategically repurposed onto LinkedIn. So that doesn't mean double work. Yes, it will take a little bit to learn, okay, where am I posting these different things and what am I doing with them? But other than that, it doesn't require creating content specifically for LinkedIn. And I think that's like the biggest gift I can give today because part of what I do with my clients a lot is creating their content strategy and then also learning how to repurpose content that they've already created. I notice a lot of different like real estate professionals. I study a lot what different people from different industries do. And what I want to say is LinkedIn will be that platform that allows you to find people, like I said earlier, before they even know they need your service, if your content is up to par, right? So again, I've never, I'm not interested in permanent makeup, but maybe I am. I don't know. (laughs) Yes. So either coming across an article that explains to me, you know, and nowadays a lot of people are looking more towards more natural, more like the ingredients need to be, I don't know. Personally, I'm trying to stray away from chemicals, although I still get my hair colored, right? I I need that. I want that. But yeah, educating the consumers to different techniques, different ingredients, different products, obviously doing demonstration videos, behind the scenes videos. I I think those do make the greatest because you still want to engage with your audience. One other thing I wanted to say, and this is a newer feature for LinkedIn, a way to repurpose Instagram stories or reels is actually to try LinkedIn stories, which is a newer feature. I've been playing with that. So obviously, just like with Instagram, you can use a percentage for educating the customers, a percentage of the stories to sell, a percentage to inspire, right? Depending on what type of personal brand you are or yeah, or how you're positioning yourself. So I find that and I've been playing with it. It's going well, obviously not the same amount of views as Instagram. You know, they're just started. Maybe they're a year old. I'm not sure or less than a year actually, but LinkedIn does a lot of testing. So there are mm. a lot like LinkedIn live mm-hmm. is still, still a feature that not at all the users have it, but I did notice a lot more, let's call them LinkedIn influencers have started getting the LinkedIn live feature. Yeah. And they're like a TV show kind of, it's similar to like the Facebook live. So it's like, they're kind of having, you know, anything that you've used on any of these other social platforms will work on LinkedIn, but does LinkedIn have, it's more of the messaging. I would say maybe that's more like Instagram and the, you know, in the DMs, like, is that where the connections are really made in messaging? That's a great question. So in my business, I actually do a lot of outreach and yes, connections are formed if you're meeting the audience, right? Like if that client, so I'll give you an example with my job seekers because of the situation going on in the world right now, it's much easier for me right now to get a yes from somebody to hop on a call and strategize their next career move, right? I find this much easier now than let's say a year ago, right? So yes, the connections can happen, but the way LinkedIn works I would say that video, video is the type of content that will give you the best visibility on the platform Mm -hmm. and maybe asking there and encouraging the conversation to, to go on in the comments. That would be maybe asking people for their opinion or for what's their biggest struggle when it comes to XYZ beauty issue. 
what I do want to leave your audience with today, which I think is really important to know and to have this distinction, your content will stand out so much on the platform because it's not the typical content that people see. So I strongly encourage you to, to get on video and to be present and not to give up like, hey, my first video had 20 views or whatever it might be to keep being consistent. There's a particular person that comes to mind. So I am not nowhere near buying a million dollar or multi-million dollar home in San Diego. But when I used to live in San Diego, this particular real estate agent would post constantly properties in La Jolla, uh, California. I, I used to be super close to, to that in Pacific Beach. And I remember her posts would always come to my feed. I don't know why I'm not seeing her posts anymore, but probably because I was following. And that's another, it's a good segue into another topic that I want to talk about. Leveraging hashtags. Again, mm. LinkedIn is much slower than any other platform that we've seen. Sometimes I call it a dinosaur because they are bringing updates, but they're so slow. And a lot of things are in beta for a very long time. And with that being said, we had all these years to learn how to leverage hashtags and all these other things on Instagram that now it's just very easy to, to go ahead and use that on LinkedIn. Creating hashtags and following certain hashtags and actually using those when you post, that's another way to be found very easily and start conversations. So give me an example of a keyword. I don't know. We, I guess I can go ahead right now and Let's try. Yeah. Microblading, or they would say maybe ombre eyebrows might be something else people would look up. Got it. Makeup. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. So strongly encouraged to use those in your posts, but I believe the most powerful tool will be video, video okay. with clients and people still love to see a face and they love to see a, an actual message. So I would alternate maybe the videos with clients can be used in stories because you still want to keep your feed pretty clean. So the way I would leverage this is I would also show up on video as that beauty service provider. Sounding just like these, like just like the LinkedIn, Instagram, and how we use these other platforms. For some reason, I was thinking that there was more of a messenger or messaging strategy to, you know, making the connections. Like that's why I was thinking Right. Most people um, using the platform for, but you're saying use it just for exposures and exposure and use the same, just exactly how you would basically use Instagram. Just use it on LinkedIn. There are other aspects to LinkedIn that Instagram doesn't have. So if we want to expand and go beyond video, yes. another way to educate your audience is through articles. So there are long form posts, short form posts, pieces of content, sorry. so. Articles would be considered a longer form type of content where maybe you can talk about your passion. Like, why did you start your beauty business, right? Yes. To take that audience beyond what they see. But yeah, in terms of repurposing, I think we covered it a lot. Yeah. One thing I do want to say, you know, some Instagram accounts are, let's say, packed with customer images. Okay. The way you would leverage that on LinkedIn, because you might risk the fact that the people will just tune out because it's not really, that type of content is not really seen that much on LinkedIn. Like, mm. I don't think I want to see people's eyebrows every day. I, you know, log in and I, and this comes, this person comes in my feed, but what I would love to see are 
educational videos, right? Yeah. Maybe where you have your client and video testimonials, those would be amazing to, to leverage on video. But pretty much educational videos are, I think that would be amazing, like to understand shapes of eyebrows, right? According to your the shape of your face, what else? So more recovery times. Things. Yeah, recovery Sorry. times, frequently asked questions and things like that. Right. Which makes sense because everyone always says, respect the platform, respect that right. this is a business setting. So this is going to be more educational, informative in that way, not glossy with a bunch of pictures, just not a bunch of before and after pictures. It needs to be more education-based. Right. Yes. Um, love that. Yeah. Finding that perfect balance. Then what I tell a lot of my clients is, okay, let's say somebody, you're lucky enough, somebody lands on your profile. Everything in your profile says, tells the story. So from the banner photo to your personal, to your profile photo, I highly recommend if you are across different platforms, let's say you have a Facebook group. I don't know if that applies to your audience, but let's say you have a Facebook group. Let's say you have a YouTube channel. Let's okay. say like, I like to go, I'm a Capricorn. So I like to go deep down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I like details and I like, I don't know, structure in my work. Yeah, I'm um, taking notes. I love it. <laughs> I believe that it's so important that even your Venmo account, I know that sounds ridiculous, but even your Venmo account should have the same profile photo across with the other platforms. Recognize you on all platforms. Yeah. So investing in a professional you know, branding photo shoot is one of, it, it was the scariest investment I made when I first started my business and the one that paid off the most because yeah. I still use those pictures three years later. Oh yeah. So getting Absolutely. some great headshots and using that across the border for all these platforms that have banner photos, I would say, you know, be respectful of the sizing. One amazing tool is Canva. So yes. I use Canva every single day uh, when I work with clients because with some of my clients, I actually we actually create a banner photo from scratch for them. Very important to keep it relevant to your industry. So one of my, actually, she is a massage therapist client in San Diego. She had this whole beautiful photo shoot with fake clients <laughs> and her photos looked amazing. And then she pivoted when the pandemic started and she's now more of an, she still does massage, I believe, but I don't know to what extent, but she transitioned into being an ergonomics consultant specialist, right? So she teaches people how to set up their home off office spaces. So with her, a lot of the images that we used, including in her banner photo was her adjusting, you know, a client. So Great quality, I would say great quality pictures are very important. Anyway, so if you are, oh, I want to say something else. The banner photo can also be changed depending on if you are teaching a webinar or if you are hosting a masterclass or whatever it is that you might be doing. You can update that banner photo. You can have a year-long one and then you can create special banner photos that you keep for a specific amount of time when you're advertising a specific event. One other feature I want to mention, and because I don't think a lot of people know about these things. So stories are new, events are new. So you might want to consider advertising your event online, webinar, whatever it might be, also on LinkedIn, in addition to, let's say, Eventbrite, in addition to Facebook events, and how else are people advertising events? I don't know. Or you can cross-promote, I guess, with other people on the platform. Yes. 
So creating a Facebook event, it's very easy. It's from the main page. Yes. Have you done it? Have you used it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, beautiful. That will allow you. So here's the tricky part. The more you grow your first degree connections, the more leverage you have, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not at 30,000 yet. Go oh, ahead. sorry. Even, even if you haven't paid, cause you know, I know yes. LinkedIn has like the paid level. Everything we're talking about is for the free. Everything I've said so far is free. you do not have to pay. Yes. Okay, great. So this is so all organic. Perfect. So your first, what it's your closest connections, your right? first degree, right? First degree connections. Those are the people that, you know, directly, they're not a referral from a f- referral the more you have of those, then you can do more things on the platform, you're saying. Yes. And I know for some people, it's going to be like this big number because this is the reaction that I have from a lot of my clients when we first worked together is getting to 500 connections. That's like a, a must do. And it's not something, it's not because I say so. The platform actually prefers the accounts that have 500 plus connections. The maximum you can go on LinkedIn is 30K. I'm somewhere close to the middle. And this came obviously after I started my business, really taking outreach very seriously. So I do have certain categories, right? Certain audiences that I constantly reach out to. As I was mentioning earlier, more like the spiritual entrepreneurs, the healers, I'm testing that out, right? And what I want to say here with outreach, you want to do it gradually and you want to start creating relationships, they're not as dynamic as DMing on Instagram. It's not the same. What you want to do with LinkedIn is you want to provide value of some sort. So I strongly encourage pulling up your phone while being on the app and either recording a video directly through their messenger. And this is tricky, right? Because you don't know. I mean, you cannot judge people like, hey, your eyebrows look bad. Let me send you a video. Hey, I do permanent (laughs) makeup, right? So you got to be very careful how you reach out. That's why it's so important to create that consistent branding on your profile. So when people start scrolling, obviously they'll get an idea from your banner photo, from your profile picture, from your about me section. If you have an article of anything they have on their website, any blogs they have, any blog posts they have, anything like that. What Raluca is saying is that everything that I'm always saying as well, this is why video is so important. And she's saying the same thing for every platform. This is how connections are made. And whether it's video on in the feed, do they call it the feed as well? Yeah. They, okay. Mm-hmm. The feed, I'm on there every now and then, but I have to admit, I'm, I haven't really dived into it. And then video in Messenger, sending a quick message. Hey, if you have any questions, I'd love to help you out. If you'd like to come in for a consultation, you know, right. like that. Actually, you just, something clicked in me <laughs> when you said that. So my favorite features of LinkedIn is actually, it's called filters. So what you can do, unfortunately, you cannot search based on men or women. And that's something that I wish they had, but you can search and narrow down audiences in specific markets. So let's say somebody's working in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. They can actually search. It's it's tricky with beauty service providers because like it can be anybody, right? It's not a, like a specific, your client can come from, I don't know, somebody working in tech or they can be a barista at Starbucks. They can come from anywhere, right? 
So it's a little tricky with doing these searches based by company, but at least you can do it based on the city that you're in or the market that you're supporting. I love that. The cool thing is if you move around, like there are a lot of people who just, I don't know, work by coastal, let's say. Yeah. One of my first life coaches in in the beginning when I, this is 2016, 2017, I worked with Alicia. So Alicia lives in San Diego. That's where we met. She's a Reiki master and a life coach and all of these cool things. She has a strong clientele, both in Southern California, specifically San Diego and New York City, where Mm. she's from. Mm -hmm. And she... I see her always, well, not anymore with the pandemic. Now it's all Zoom and distance and healing and stuff like that. But I see her constantly posting, right? Going back and forth and like posting like, hey, this was in the past. I'll be in New York, blah, blah, blah. So that's another way you can leverage LinkedIn uh, by targeting different people. Now, here's the deal. I don't want to speak because I do have the paid version of LinkedIn and I've switched throughout the years through different uh, levels, right? Like when I was just a job seeker, I I had the cheapest plan, which is $29.99. Believe it or not, I remember when LinkedIn back in the day had their plan for $5 a month. I wish I never switched from that. Oh man, (laughs) yes. But anyway, yeah. So then as soon as I started my business, I actually have upgraded. I believe now I'm paying 59 a month. And what a bummer. Yeah, that gives me business and it's a business expense. Yeah, right, right, right. But what I'm trying to say here is you might want to try the the least expensive version if you want to improve this being able to search the searchability tool, right? I don't know how much they're giving you for the free plan, but everything we talked before, repurposing content, being present in stories, video, messaging people, and you can start with your actual network. I don't know, even if you have a hundred people, you can message them. Yes. The reason I was saying going back to events and promoting events, as soon as you create that event, you have to be connected directly with those people to invite them as your audience for the event. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So they can, you know, they can accept or deny it, but yeah, you cannot invite random people. So you want to build your audience. Connection. Yeah. Yeah. Your first degree connections. So we're going to finish up and I want you to, I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but what is your, like your biggest tip or what would you want to leave the audience with? Obviously Mm -hmm. they just need to get on the platform, but if you have like one golden nugget or one little special gem that you can <laughs> secret um, <finger. laughs> you know it's, it's what it's what I wanted to say next because I didn't know yes. I lost track of time but yeah. what I wanted to share next was actually company pages I wanted to share about company pages okay so I don't care if because I'm a business of one right so it doesn't matter how large your business is create a company page on LinkedIn create a company page. Love it. Why am I saying that? Because it will increase trust, the no like trust factor. You'll be seen as a legit business. So if your Instagram looks amazing, but then you come to LinkedIn and you might work a little bit on updating it, but when people like people want to learn more, right? So they will do all the clicking. Do not leave the company page undone or unfinished. So Take the time and do it right. Yeah. So company pages used to be this thing where 
they created it, but nobody was really leveraging it. And then a few years ago, they really became intentional over at LinkedIn. And now the company pages are a place where I send my clients to learn about the company, to see, to get a feel for the culture and to see if they really want to work for that company. The company pages have become a place where potential clients can learn more about you as a service provider. Do I want to work with her? Right. So what I do on my company page, so definitely you need a logo, right? You want to make sure you upload upload your logo. You want to make sure you have your little mission statement. When I say little, what I meant is try to keep it short because it's just an amount of characters, a short amount of characters. So you know, your unique sales proposition, who do you offer, you know, what do you do, who do you serve and how do you help them? And ideally that would be a great place to showcase more your work and video testimonials and things like that, success stories from your clients. Maybe you're growing your team, introducing your team. It can be through a picture, through a video. It doesn't really matter. I like to play with the types of content. So like one day I'll just post them a quote. So I started uh, sneaking in posts that are pretty vulnerable and I'm testing them out okay. to see is my audience going to be curious about this type of content? Right. What's for going most on? of them, they just need a business, a business profile. Just get started. Cause you know, my audience, they just want to know, just give it to me. What do I need to do? And so they'll st- I think that's great. Like this is so much information just to take in right now. And I think they're going to be like, I know you guys are listening and thinking, okay, this is a relief. I can do this. Raluca laid it out, made it very simple for us so we can do this. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. All of your time and insight. And I just, I love chatting with you. Tell everyone where they can find you. And of course, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. So I'm definitely on LinkedIn. Yes. <laughs> and I'd love to connect and, you know, offer further support. So on LinkedIn, it's www.linkedin.com slash IN slash Raluca, which is R-A-L-U-C-A. T-O-P-O-R, Topor. On Instagram, at Raluca Topor. And that's pretty much it. I'm just going to leave these two. Of course, on Facebook too. My business is called Your Worth on Paper. So you can totally check out my website, yourworthonpaper.com. And I do have a gift. I will give you the link on how everybody can download a PDF with my seven tips, how to create an all-star profile. And we haven't talked about this, what that means, but pretty much all-star means that you go in and you make sure that your profile is complete with like a brand new photo. And there are different sections that you want to make sure that you have filled out and that they look neat. So then again, your profile is an all-star, which means you trend in more searches. Yay. I love that. And you'll give me that link and we'll put it in the show notes. So great. So generous. You guys have to check that out. I'm sure I'm going to check that out. That's going to be great. (laughs) I'm putting that on my list of to-dos, but definitely higher up on the list. And so good. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Follow that. Make sure you click on the link and connect and get all of those goodies. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about and also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, hugs and high fives. See you next week.